0: This is a drop of encouragement with Janae McDonald Wilborn. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to a drop of encouragement. It's been a minute, it's been a few minutes. Um, this is Janae McDonald Wilborn. I am so excited to be back to have the podcast season two coming at you a little delayed, but. I promise there will be no less encouragement coming at you this season. And I thought, you know, why not get back in the groove of things, talking very frankly to you about why the delay? Um, Okay, so... If you know me, you know I am a person who really tries to embrace joy. I try to focus on the positive things in life. Um, I try to embrace all the good things and and soak them in because I have just found that life brings enough hard and ugly and pain and grief, and so you got to enjoy the things you can enjoy, right? Um, And for me, that's always been enough to just sort of power through until this past year. I tell you what, 2021 brought all kinds of... um, things into our lives, all of our lives, right? I mean, we're all still living in this, you know, the big P Um, and we're, we're, We're trying to navigate through a changed world in many, many ways. And we're also having to work through changes in our personal lives, disappointments, um, things that didn't pan out the way we anticipated, expected, dreamed that they would. And I'm no different than anyone else. I walked into 2020 in January thinking I knew exactly what was coming with maybe a few surprises. And like all of you, the world completely shifted and from the time that I started this podcast in the fall of 2020, um, until now, a whole lot of things happened in our personal lives, in my personal life. And I want to share um, just a bit of it because it really had a huge impact on not just me not continuing the podcast, taking this big pause from the podcast for a while, but really in me taking a big pause from a lot of things in my life and having to reevaluate some things because I was really walking through a hard season. Um, I have learned a new term, I have discovered something I didn't know about before. And it's the term is a highly functional depression. That it's possible to be someone who experiences depression, but still be very functional. My understanding of depression before this past year, um, or really before the last few months of this past year, was that if you were depressed, you were, you could barely get out of bed, you could barely eat, um, you were just you could barely just motivate yourself to do the most basic things in your life. Working was almost impossible. That's a level of depression that I really understood. And then I also understood like seasonal depression, you know, grieving a loss or walking through something thing. What I had never experienced before in my life and, and didn't really know about was having this depression hit you, but still being able to do the things that you need to get done. Getting your work done for the most part, taking care of your family, getting out of bed, um, you know, eating meals, all those things. But underneath it all, there is this weight, this heaviness, this drag on your spirit that you can't even initially identify as depression, but it's there and it's real. And I'm coming to learn that it's something that's very common. It's very common specifically in women. Um, I even learned and read an article that told me it's actually very common in black women. So not a big shock to discover that that was what I was walking through last fall. I was really struggling underneath the surface. And um it, as it became, kind of bubbled up more and more underneath the surface, I began to just find myself not able to get to some of the bigger things in my life, not able to push past the necessities. Like I got to take care of my kids. I have to teach them because I'm a part-time collaborative homeschooler, if you don't know that. Um, I'm going to have to somehow be engaged or connected on some level in my marriage. Um, Not fully engaged, not fully connected because I was really walking through depression, but, but enough to take a while to be noticed even by my husband. But being the kind of spouse that he is, who's very observant and and very tuned in, he knew something was off. Um, and for me, it was really discovering that I was struggling. I was really struggling with depression. I just didn't know it for a long time. And I would say it probably started in early fall of last year and really um, pushed from about September through. By the time I hit November, I had become aware of like, I'm not okay. This is not, I don't feel right. Um, my thinking is not right. My motivation is not right. My energy level is not right. Something is off. And talking that through with the close, trusted friends in my life, my circle of people, talking it through with my husband, who knows me so well and so intimately, and like I said, is a very observant person. So he really tunes into those little nuances as you shift and change. I really saw... um where it was coming to play out. Uh, a great The best example I can give you is this podcast. I was struggling to even think about what to talk about. You know, this podcast is all about encouragement, and I couldn't think of ways to encourage people. I, I could think of topics that people needed encouragement in, but I couldn't really pull together, like, how can I encourage anyone? Because the fact of the matter is, when you're walking through depression, you're often struggling to encourage yourself. You don't know how to do that. And I did an episode earlier last season about how important it is that you can encourage yourself, because you can't always count on everyone else. And you kind of need to let encouragement start with you. You have to be able to encourage yourself through things. I couldn't do that. Um, my relationships, my friendships, I wasn't able to put out as much as I I prefer to put out in relationships. I want to always know in my close friendships and my relationships that I'm giving. Um, and I, I, I'm a person who gives a lot, but I also am very selective in who I'm close to because I want to be connected to people who are going to give back a lot. Um, I have a really dear friend we met for coffee last week, and we had the conversation at the end as we were walking away from each other of saying, man, I always feel so full when I leave you. And she was like, I always feel so full when I leave you. And I was like, that's great. Because sometimes if I feel too full, I begin to wonder, did I give enough in that moment? Like, was I just sucking all the life out of that encounter? But I have my really good friends, the women that I'm closest to in my life, my husband, we give equally. It's this wonderful exchange of listening and pouring into one another. And I can tell you in the fall, I was doing my best to maintain my friendships as best I could, but I was struggling to really give. And I was having days that would go in between where I wasn't reaching out or even making the phone call because I didn't know that I could give anything in the phone call. Um, I could feel this weight, this tiredness. I felt tired. I felt. like I was drowning. I kept saying to my husband, I feel like the water is like right, right up to um, my head. Um, when I was a kid, we lived overseas in Saudi Arabia. And we had a club that we got to go to that they um, put way out in the desert for families because in Saudi Arabia, men and women couldn't swim in the same pools at the same time in our community because our community was mixed with the Muslim community there. Um, but our the company my dad worked for actually built like a club with a pool and tennis courts and a dining hall and all that kind of stuff, out in the middle of the desert, land that they owned, where we could all hang out as families. And so everyone that worked for that company would go there on the weekends and we would swim. And when we got there, I was an excellent swimmer. I'd had swim lessons like all my young childhood life. But when we got there, I was just turning 10 and the pool at the clubhouse was five feet all the way across. I was just shy of five feet tall, period. So what I remember is my first year, I would have to tread water, the whole time I was in the pool. And I, you guys, I had some muscle tone. I mean, if I could go back and get ten-year-old Janae's legs, whoo, those legs were strong, baby. Because I was treading water for hours every weekend, just trying to, you know, keep my head afloat that way. And then as I got a little bit older, we were there for three and a half years. I remember kind of hitting that midpoint of our time there, where I was tall enough that if I stood on my toes and I put my head all the way back, I could stand and breathe like my face would be out of the water, and I could breathe that way. So I could pause from treading, stand on my toes and like catch my breath and rest in my body that way. And that is how I felt all last fall. Like I was standing on my toes in that five foot pool once again at age 11 or 12 with my head all the way back, just catching whatever air I could as the sun hit my face, but the rest of my body was immersed in that water. And I knew in a second I was going to have to just start treading water again and just trying to maintain. It's exhausting, right? That's an exhausting way to exist, and it's hard. But it was that feeling that I began to really poke at and and prod and say, something's wrong. Lord, show me what's going on. Show me where my struggle is. And that struggle is how I came to this understanding of being a highly functional person but still being depressed. I could power through the necessities of life, but I was really struggling to, I wasn't processing through my feelings. I I didn't have, I wasn't starting at that even kill. You know, that's the thing I learned about depression years ago. I remember talking to my therapist about depression to try to understand it. I myself at that time wasn't going through depression, but a couple of people very close to me were, and I really wanted to understand it. So I asked a lot of questions. And what she explained to me was, if you think about depression, it's like there's this level that is surface level. And when you're depressed, you are below that surface level and you're just trying to get yourself, you you just need help getting yourself back to surface level so that you can then start working on what's going on. But while you're below it, it's hard to even work on the root causes of your depression because you're starting from such a deficit, which is where things like um, medication, antidepressants come into play or exercise, um, vitamin D. D. I mean, I've learned over the years vitamin D is critical to um, someone. You can it, you, a lack of vitamin D can actually trigger depression in a lot of people that suffer from it. Um, good nutrition, all these things can help get you back, just elevate you back to that level playing field, that level surface where now you can begin to work on, okay, what what's causing or what triggered or what 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 started my depression? What, what's going on? What do I need to do or do differently? And that's really where I was in the fall. And as I, I discovered that that's where it was, I was like, okay, I've got to do some things differently. I've got to make a shift. So what I did, and this is not prescriptive. You guys, you know, when I share, I'm sharing just from my life and I'm sharing my experience. My real goal is to be vulnerable Enough that if you're walking through what I was walking through, or walking through what I am walking through, you'll look for your own answers and what's right for you. But I'm never trying to tell you exactly how to do it. I am not a licensed therapist. I am not a psychologist. Uh, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm none of those wonderful titles. But I'm a girl who's done a lot of therapy, and I've done a lot of ministry, and I've talked to a lot of people, and I've counseled a lot of people pastorally, and I can tell you that. When I push people to move towards therapy or when I've talked to therapists, some of these things have come to play and worked out in my life. So what I knew that I needed to do, first of all, was I had to just just push back from some things. I had to take a step back. So I made a decision in November that when December came, you know, my kids were going to be getting out of school mid-December. We were going to be on break. We were going to have a whole month off from school. And I said, okay, I need to not do all the things. All the extra things in my life that I do, um, I kept, you know, pressuring myself that I needed to get the podcast going and start recording. It's like, nope, you're not in a position to record the podcast. It just can wait a little bit longer and it's okay. It's okay. You got to give yourself permission, you guys, sometimes that you just can't do all the things. Give yourself permission. It really is Okay. I said, I can't do that. I got off social media for the month. Um, and I love social media, you guys. I enjoy it. I, I don't let it drag me down. I love connecting with people that way. Um, I'm entertained by a lot of people. No, I don't follow people that get me all angry and depressed. I follow people that either excite me, inform me, or make me laugh. That's kind of my litmus test for who I'm following out there on social media. But even with that, I was like, I'm going to put that down. I'm going to be fully present with my family. And I'm going to just take some deep breaths. And I'm going to talk to the Lord. I'm going to figure out what I need. And I did that. The other thing I started doing, I had gotten way off on my exercise routine. I had, I had started last year in January working out, um, eating better, making better nutritional choices, because apparently by the time you get to your <clears throat> mid-40s um, – that's I don't think it's mid anymore, but whatever. Um, by the time you get there, you, you gotta start taking care of yourself. Should have started ten years ago, whatever. Um, but I I knew that I needed um, to get my body and health right um, to be in a better place, like not just physically but mentally. Um, and I did so great at the beginning of 2021. For the first six months, I did awesome. But then things happened. I'm going to get to those that started throwing things off. And I'd gotten off my routine. So in December, I got back on my exercise routine. Um, and just get, I can't, I'm, I'm not a super fitness person, you guys, or I guess I wasn't. But I truly now can see the difference it makes in my life when I'm exercising and working out and how it helps me even though I don't always love it, okay? I'm not the person that wants to run a marathon. Mm-mm. no. I don't actually want to run at all unless you're chasing me with a weapon and I don't want to run. I'm just running to save my life. Um, but, you know, I don't want to run. My kids will be like, mommy, do you want to race? And in my head, I'm like, no, why would I want to race? But I love them, so I race. Um, and they beat me because I'm not really trying to run that fast. But here's the thing, you guys. I, I started doing those things. I started, I pushed back from all the stuff. I turned off social media. I started working out and I just started talking to the Lord in that increased time of silence that I had in that extra space and margin that I'd given myself and I began to put it all together. I began to see what had happened. 2020 had happened. And that was huge. And that was heavy. And that was emotional. And it was scary. And it was all the things. And we'd walked through a furl- a rolling furlough for my husband's work and cancellation of all of my speaking engagements for the most part. And not really booking any, you know, more than a couple in 2021, which was really hard and me realizing i missed standing on a stage and speaking in front of people because it's what i'm called to do and when you don't get to do the thing you're called to do you you feel an emptiness you feel you miss it and i was missing that i hadn't really acknowledged I'd acknowledge the financial loss because that's also my business of not speaking, but I hadn't really acknowledged to myself the emotional loss of, I miss just standing in front of a room full of women and seeing their faces and and bringing to them whatever I can bring to them from the Lord and hopefully walking away, um, making them a little bit better than when they walked in the door. I missed that. Um we, you know, church, we hadn't been consistently in church sitting in the body of Christ since before 2020. We'd gone back. We stopped going. We went back again because of all the ups and downs of COVID. And I, I missed my people just sitting with my other believers and, and just having those wonderful conversations about their week and hearing God's word in, in being present in the room, in the room really matters or it matters to me. And. In the summer of last year, we moved to a new place and we thought we were going to buy a house and that didn't work out. That's a whole other story for probably not this podcast. Um, but if you have a podcast about the housing market, I'm happy to be a guest and talk about the drama. Um, not being able to buy a house, ending up renting a new place, but liking the new place we were renting. And then at that exact same time, discovering I was pregnant and walking through a miscarriage yet again. Um, miscarriage number seven for me and grieving this one. Like I grieved almost the first one, maybe not fully on that level, but man, I think it hit me on that level. But I kept saying to myself in my mind, well, I've done this six times before, so I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. But I, I wasn't okay. And I didn't really fully recognize that and let myself fully grieve. So of course, it all backed up on me. Of course, it all piled up on me and turned into something that was just weighing down. And that is what I truly believe. That combination triggered my depression and sometimes for me at least in this experience just seeing draw like seeing what the causes were drawing those conclusions connecting those dots helped me to understand what was really going on with me and i began to be able to cry out to the lord to just show me what I need do I need medication do I need to go back into therapy um, like regularly what do I need Lord and I can tell you I'm still seeking answers I know for sure I need to go back into active therapy again I haven't quite figured out how to get into my schedule but I will it's gonna happen but I want to be honest with you I'm not I haven't gone yet but I know I need to um, because I know I'm still gonna need to process through a lot of those things um, with the help of a professional I'm a huge fan I I gave a timeline of if I don't feel some difference by the end of January, I'm going to seek out medication. I did feel a difference, so I haven't in this particular season decided I haven't pursued um, antidepressants. But it's not an off the table or a thing I avoid. I am 100% full-time full-on believer in taking medication if you need it for your mental health. I have walked through it, through this with so many friends and seen medication make the difference in them being able to work through their emotional health. And I totally am for it. Um, I think you can have faith and take a pill and put that together. And I think all that comes from the Lord. Um, but for me, it just wasn't the thing that I felt like I needed. But I can tell you, I got back to exercising and I could feel the difference within a week of just my energy level, my mental clarity was better. I started going for walks outside. I don't like the outside, but that's okay. The outside doesn't like me either. It's a mutual hate relationship, um, also known as allergies. But man, when I go for a walk in the sun, I feel better. So that whole vitamin D thing, it's real. But I also begin to talk about it, talk about it with my husband, talk about it with my closest friends, share with them where I was, let them speak into me and pray for me. And it made a huge difference. So if you're walking through one of those seasons right now, or you've been through one recently, or maybe yours is coming, I want to give you a verse to encourage you. And I want to give you these words to encourage you. Um, First Peter chapter five, verse seven says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And I really want to encourage you to remember that God cares for you. He cares deeply for you. Whatever you feel about him, he cares about you. That's the great thing about God. Because sometimes when you're walking through depression, you don't feel great about God. That's just real. I'm going to talk real. Sometimes you're grieving, sometimes you're angry, sometimes you're hurt, and you're not feeling God, right? But God's always feeling you. He's always he always loves you. He always cares for you. And you can bring your anxiety, your depression, your mental health struggle, whatever it is to the Lord, and he will pour out love on you. And I think that's a starting place. And then he'll show you what you need. If it's therapy, if it's counseling, if it's uh, medication, whatever it needs, he'll guide you in that direction. But start by leaning deeply into him. Because that's what made the difference for me, I can tell you. I'm not fully healed, you guys. I'm not done with it. But I'm in such a different place than I was four months ago, five months ago. And I am so, so very grateful for that. And I'm ready to be back here with you sharing encouragement, hopefully Um, bringing something into your life that not only brings you up, but encourages you to go out and encourage others. Because, you know, that is the whole vision for me behind this podcast was that I can encourage you guys so that you can go out and be encouragers in the world. So this is season two, episode one of me saying to you, you go out and be an encourager. And uh, I'll be back with more encouragement for you really soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Drop of Encouragement with me, Janae McDonald-Wilmore. If you enjoyed it, I would so appreciate you sharing it with a friend, leaving a review on whatever platform you're listening to, and of course, dropping some encouragement in the life of those you encounter.